Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. If you made a New Year's resolution to put more money away this year, join the club. In a recent Fidelity survey, nearly half of those creating financial resolutions included saving more as one of their goals. But now the first of the year is fading fast. Your enthusiasm to meet those 2022 savings goals may be fading with it. That's why we're here now in February to rekindle your motivation with tips and tricks to help you get back on track and meet those savings goals. Unless you earn more than you could possibly spend, saving money is never easy. But there are tried and true techniques that can help. For example, automating your savings. That's been proven to radically enhance the amount you put away. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to talk about ways to put more money aside, including psychologically proven techniques to fool ourselves into saving. We'll also try a little inspiration to add to all that information. My name is Stacy Johnson, as usual. My co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hello, Stacy. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going. Actually, let, let me say, you, can you guys tell that my voice is hoarse? I, I lost my voice yesterday. I had hardly any voice. So I, I may be croaking my way through this podcast. Aw. So feel free to jump in and talk for me since I can't talk myself. But you know, the problem is I can't stop talking either. I, I talk a lot. All right, Miranda, butt in as much as you can. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, folks. I have been socialized as a woman to not butt in. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> somehow, somehow I think you've overcome that, Miranda. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's get the ball rolling here. But first, a very, real quick disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this show, do not take them as recommendations because they're not. Before you invest in anything, you got to do your own research. you got to make your own decisions. Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. Did you guys resolve to save more this year, to beef up those savings? Did you resolve to do that, Aaron? Resolve? I think I, I do that all the time. That's my only goal in life. Oh, and, and actually, I know from prior podcasts that Miranda has no New Year's resolutions because she just defies <laughs> the whole concept. This is true. Right, this is true. But I mean, I, I and I don't have any any goals, though, to beef anything up, mostly because I already have a pretty good system in place that I'm happy with that that involves the automated investing and the automated savings and all of those things. So I kind of have my system in place and I'm not super fussed about trying to to make it more, I guess, because I guess, okay, I guess where enough. I'm at, I'm, meet, I'm meeting my goals and I'm, I'm happy and I'm able to do what I want to do. And this, this is something that you've undoubtedly written about, though. Miranda's been a personal finance writer for many years. This must be a topic you've covered a million times. Oh, 100%. And before I got to the point I'm at now, right, I mean, I didn't just wake up one day and be like, well, all of my goals are on uh, autopilot. Yay me. Uh, I mean, we all have to work for this. And so I did, you know, I used to have savings goals and I used to bump up the savings goals and I used to look for ways to set more money aside. So yeah, definitely this is something that you do over time and that becomes part of your habits and that you want to build into your life for the future. Cool. Well, here's, here's what I've done. We never discuss our, our agenda before we get on the air, folks. So I have to tell my, my partners here what I have in mind. What, what I'm thinking, guys, I, I've got a whole list of things. I don't know how many that are here, maybe 10-ish, maybe a little more than that, um, about tips and tricks to help you put away more money. Okay, so I'll read one, and then I want you guys to tell me your feedback. You think that's a great idea? You think it's a <laughs> dumb idea? Have you done it yourself? Have you heard of people? You know, like that, okay? Okay. So the, the first one the first one is one you just said, Miranda, automating your savings, putting money aside before you have the opportunity to touch it, like having money taken out of your paycheck for your 401k or any other purpose. So, so putting... 
automatically saving without you're do, you doing anything about it. Great idea, crummy idea. What do you think? Best idea possible. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the best ways to get started. And there are so many ways to just set up an automatic transfer now. You can usually, I mean, I do it, <laughs> just set up an automatic transfer from uh, your checking account to your savings account. And then the other thing that I do is I use tools. There are tools that will automatically take extra. So for instance, I use I use the app Acorns and that's more for an investing, but what they'll do is they'll take my, uh, my transactions, round it up to the nearest dollar. I have a turbo charge on there. So they'll round it up to the near, round it up to the nearest dollar take that difference and then multiply it by three and then drop that into uh, my investment account. And so it's kind of an automatic way to get these extra savings. And there are other there are other apps you can use. For instance, uh, Betterment actually will look at your savings, like look at your checking account and determine based on your uh, transaction history and your habits, like, oh, well, you have this much extra and we can move that automatically into a savings account. And you can oh, put some, cool. yeah, you can put some, you can put some controls on it and say, well, I want to limit it to this much, or I want to make sure I have X dollars still in my account or, or whatever it is. But there are other apps out there like that. Um, Digit is another one that will look at your transaction history, look at your balance history and say, hey, you've got extra money, we'll automatically find that for you and put it into a savings account. And that's a really great way to just sort of boost it up because a lot of the times we, we just don't even realize that we could be saving more. Yeah, that's interesting. And I don't know either one of those apps and nor do I do use anything like that. I, I did, you know, when I was an employee, I did have automatic savings. But it, now I don't have automatic anything because, you know, even my 401k and everything, I just have to do myself at the end of the year. Um, but any, but, but automating certainly does work. I mean, it's, and it seems like I'll guarantee you on this list, I'll bet you this is going to be one of the top things that you could possibly do. One of the simplest things and one of the most effective to, to beef up those savings. Okay. Now, how about this one? Finding bonuses. Now, what this means is, you know, there's, you guys ever see those ads for bank accounts where they give you $125 if you'll, you know, open an account and have direct deposit for three months, you know, and stuff like that. So you, you can actually make money by enrolling in certain things. You, do you think that's a good way to beef up your savings? Aaron, what do you think? Enrolling in, in new, like, so what, you're like, so a new bank is offering a, an incentive to go with that bank, and now you're yeah. going to tra transfer yeah. your yeah, account you all the time? Yeah, you might see that as much, Aaron, as, as much as um, uh, Miranda and I do, because we read a lot of this stuff. But the, if you look at, there's a lot of websites, including Money Talks News. Uh, if we if we see something where you get a big bonus for enrolling or for opening an account, we'll do an article on that sometimes. Have you ever do those articles, Miranda? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that took a while. You had to think that through. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Well, I, I just—I I guess I don't understand this ploy. I mean, how many times are you changing, transferring your checking account over just to get these these few hundred dollar incentives? So well, I mean, it sounds you know, like a pain in the butt. It, it's yeah, extra so, money. It's beefing up your savings. Yeah. So basically, what you want to do is—is is you can. So, so the reason why I was hesitant was because the bonus thing is not my favorite way to do this. Uh, I've done it a couple times. It's not my favorite. You kind of have to keep track, and there are usually some sort of strings attached, like you have to keep the account open for um, for sixty days or even hundred and eighty days. Uh, right. So, so, so sometimes you have to keep your account open for anywhere between two and six months. Uh, you have to have X number of direct deposits put in there. 
or you have to use, you know, whatever, whatever it is. There are usually these, yeah. these like little things There's that you have to do. Attached. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you're fulfilling those things. Um, and when I used to do this to get to the bonuses, I would basically just have a specific plan set out uh, based on the strings that were attached. And, and then it would just be, it would basically be money I knew I didn't need immediately money that maybe I had sitting on the sidelines just in case of a stock market drop or for some other opportunity. And so it's just money that's not really doing anything or has a big purpose for me. I can lock it away for two to six months, fulfill the requirements. And it does take a little bit of planning, but I, I don't actually switch everything out. I don't turn it into a situation where like my bills are coming out of that. It's not my primary account. So you just have yeah, to be you aware of that. Extra money to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, obviously, I know Aaron's saying this sounds like a pain in the butt, not worth the effort. But and when whether it is or not, it, it depends on how much money you have and how much time you have. Right. I mean, you know, if a hundred dollars is a lot of money to you and you've got the time to do this, it didn't take that much time to open up an account online. A lot of these are online banks that do this. Not always. Sometimes there are other you know regular brick and mortar banks. But uh, if you've got the time and you, and you could use the extra money, I've seen bonuses up to 250 bucks. So, you know, especially in this day and age when you're not earning anything on your savings, you know, something to do. Okay, so I can see that one. That one, ran that one up to flagpole. I'm not hearing, I'm not seeing a lot of saluting on that one. Okay, let's try another one. Uh, how about increase your savings incrementally? Okay, yes. so if you're setting aside 10% <laughs> of your income, um, six months from now, you set aside 11%. So just just a teeny bit more, but kind of like I guess like a frog in the was that a frog in boiling water? <laughs> Doesn't feel the temperature go up. So if if you just increase the amount you're you're saving gradually, you may not notice it. So what do you what do you think about that idea, guys? So I sounds good. Can you do that automatically? <laughs> I don't know if you can do it automatically, but you can still oh. do it. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, you so might be able to do it automatically. I don't know. Just gotta stay on top of yourself. And I do it beyond just a percentage of income as well, because a lot of people like I know when I first try, started trying to find money to save, um, I was I was just barely married. Neither of us had a job because we were both in school and we were and then a couple months after we got married, we got pregnant. And so I was like, how do I even start saving? I have no money. And so I was like, OK, I want to build this habit. So let's set, a set aside five dollars a week. And that's it, just five bucks a week. And you get used to doing that and say, okay, well, now I can set aside seven bucks a week. Now I can yeah. set aside. And, and you kind of boost it up. So sometimes it's not just about percentage of income, but also just, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's just go ahead and start small and do this. Um, and then there are also fun things where, you know, people now are saying, hey, uh, this is your weekly reminder. Like if you're on Twitter, or if you're on personal finance Twitter, there are a few people who will say like, hey, weekly reminder, transfer $20 to savings right now. And it's just kind of a fun little way to boost oh, that just cool. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so like, it. yeah, it's kind of a fun way to boost it. Like, so I would set up this automatic, you know, set up your automatic uh, transfer, right, of, of whatever you can do each week. But then once then set a reminder in your phone once a week to be like, transfer an extra 10 bucks to savings <laughs> and like, okay. and okay. kind of see how that works. And then after and if you find that you can do that, then you can up your automatic transfer, right? Like, so if you're like five bucks a week, and you realize, oh, yeah, that reminder that tells me to transfer 10 bucks to savings, I can do that easy. So why am I not spend why am I not setting aside $15 a week? So now you that set $15 sense. a week, and then you have your new reminder to say 10 extra Extra bucks into savings, and so so it's kind of also a good way to just sort of remind you and keep it top of mind. 
Now, here's something I started doing. This is, I'm moving on now. Here's something I started doing a long time ago that I still do today, albeit it is now starting to gradually fade away. I put my, I throw my change in a, uh, in a Tupperware thing when I come in, and I, and I, and I'll take my one dollar bills and put them in there too. Well, that would require you to actually use cash to buy things, and and Stacy, it would require you to get out of the house. I don't, and I don't see that happening too often. Yeah, yeah, I am using my card almost all the time now. But when I do get change, I do put it in my Tupperware thing. But, you know, and I, you're right that I don't do that much anymore. But I'll tell you what, guys, I've taken $100 out of my drawer 10 times, over, you know, in the last 10 years. I mean, you know, I, I have. I, I used to, I do very rarely use change now. But, well, that's, but that's actually do, on, a, on a list, I think, one of the biggest ways to uh, to save money is to not use a card or use a debit card because you don't actually physically see the money go out. You actually use cash to buy things, and it makes you feel— makes you spend less, you mean. Yeah, it makes you spend less, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's all kinds of things. This podcast is not about saving money because there's a billion things we could talk about there. We're talking about tips and tricks to beef up your savings. And obviously, you're right, Aaron. Spending less money obviously automatically does beef up your savings. But I'm trying to, try to focus on tips that actually will help you— save more without without any pain gain without pain that's what i'm looking for okay so now how about this how about uh whenever you get a bonus at work or or maybe a tax refund whenever you get it whenever you get found cash you automatically put that in savings without thinking twice about it what do you think yes crickets <laughs> i heard <laughs> No, yeah. So, so I like this idea. You don't. I don't think you necessarily have to put it all toward the savings, but I like the idea of saying, "Okay, let's split it up. Let's put half into savings and maybe do half something fun." That's a better idea. You know, it's a better idea. It's kind of like the swear idea. jar. You know, every time you swear, you got to put money in the jar. I don't know what you're. I don't know. What, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right, that that just cost you right there. <laughs> okay, moving on down the list. Do we have time? Do we do we need to do it? Let, let's go ahead and do a quick break here because we've got our super sexy secret tips coming up on the other side of this break we will be right back okay we are back i lied about the super sexy secret tips that is not true we have some more tips though (laughs) people are going to stop trusting me just say just say them in a seductive voice okay it's the same thing how about paying yourself first Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's kind of like putting money aside paying yourself first right that is kind of sexy oh wow I think I like it better when you do it, Miranda. <laughs> I just, we may just be changing our whole podcast here. <laughs> no, let's not. Money Talks News After With- Dark. <laughs> Save that money. With Barry White. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough fun. How about this? Actually, two things. Cashback credit card. That's a great idea, right? Yes. So this is one that I... So I used to use the travel, the travel credit cards a lot more and get the travel points. Um, but then the COVID hit. And I mean, I guess I could have kept using the travel points and just added them up, added them up. But I already had so many that I went ahead and switched to a cash back card. And that's been really nice uh, because, you know, you get the cash back. And as, but, but you have to be careful. Right. You want to make sure that you're only spending what's in your like budget or your spending plan, what's what's in your plan on regular things, because you don't want to end up carrying a balance, because once you're carrying a balance, the interest rate, the interest rate is so high on the credit card that it just wipes out any value of the cashback reward. So you kind of want to do that. No carrying a balance. Yeah, no, no carrying a balance. Make sure it's all regular stuff. But yeah, I put everything on my, like all of my regular purchases on a credit card. Uh, what's really great is you can get credit cards that'll give you, you know, three, three depend, depends on the credit card, but you get, you can get like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, and then 
1% back on everything else. If you get a premium card and you're willing to pay an annual fee and, and it's worth it to you, you can get like 6% cash back in some categories. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm all, we've talked about this before. I'm all points. As a matter of fact, Miranda, I'm going to give you 100,000 points and you too, Aaron. I've got over, listen to this, I've got over a million points on a Marriott card. It's American Express, but it's Marriott Bonvoy. And I'm going to Hawaii in uh, June for my vow renewal. Nice. Okay, so I so now I'm like finally I can use this million points. So I you know what they can't, they won't let you get a suite with the points. You can only get a you can get an upgraded room. That's it. And and guess what? I'm staying in a suite. It's costing me I don't know fifteen two thousand dollars a night. I mean really. And, and I have a million points staying in a Marriott hotel, and I can't use them. I'm so they mad. Won't, they won't let you use the points just to get a room? Nope. No, yes, they'll let me get a room. They won't let me oh. get a suite. Oh, okay. So I, you know, I, so I can put you guys up there. Even I'm getting a suite for my, you know, for my wedding celebration or my renewal celebration, and I'm just so mad. And I'm gonna, I, I've got another American Express card, too, with 600,000 points on it, but it's not Marriott. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm done with these things. I'm pissed. You know, yeah. how dare they, you know, have me save up all these points and, and then not let me use them for whatever hotel room I wanted. So Yeah, you'd be better off with cash back or something. Yeah, I'm going to. And I'm and so I'm gonna give you guys some points if you want. Thanks. Not I pointers. Would love some. I give, I'm gonna give you those too. I'm gonna give you points and pointers. <laughs> anyway, off uh, off to the next topic. Okay. How about this idea? Starting a competition. Getting may- maybe with your spouse or maybe just a friend. You know how when you go to work out. Uh, if you have somebody to help you work out, it makes you show up. It makes you work harder. Same thing with us. Would, will it, would it help you put aside more money if you were having kind of a friendly competition with a, a, one person or a group of people? What do you think? I think that would work. Not a good um, idea? Yeah, I don't know about a competition, but like... Friendly competition. A, yeah, because I... I yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, but I like the idea of having an accountability partner or somebody who can encourage you in your goal and you both like check in with each other on whatever your goals are and kind of work okay. on that. And I kind of like that idea. Uh, I have a hard time with the competition because I'm a big believer in like, I should just be competing against my past self. So, um, oh, so you're one of these participation trophy people? No, I'm just one of those people who's just like, you don't need to pay attention to whatever, what, like what other people are doing. Just worry about you and, and get yourself right, you know, so well, and, I'm one and of these get people. your own it's like goals. I'm going to kick your butt in the savings competition. Damn it. So, I'm so looking for I aluminum cans so I could beat you this month. <laughs> so I, I think it just sort of depends on like, you know. Your your style, I think for some people it would work really well, uh, and for others, uh, it's better just to have like somebody who's more of an accountability partner. That's, that, I don't that know. I sense. think the money thing might work out because aren't, aren't there apps out there where um, you work out, and the more you work out, you make money doing it or something like that? Yeah, and yes. You can do it in a uh, group, what is it called, Aaron? We've done a story or, on this on Money Talks several what, times. I can't oh, remember uh, what the apps are called, but I know they're out there. So I yeah. think anytime there's money involved, I think people probably will stick yeah, to th- things. It does work. That's right. Yeah. What is that? It's, that's for losing weight you're talking about. Yeah, it's for losing weight. I guess you yeah, work out, you lose weight or whatever, and they, they pay times. you for your, you know, and you can lose money if you if you don't. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so that's God, the trick. So maybe that's the deal me. is like, you know, you can uh, get with a partner and uh, whoever saves the least has to pay the other person or something. You, do you want to have a contest, Aaron, who can save the most <laughs> between the two of us? <laughs> I thought you'd say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, let's, th- now, this is something I really believe in. This is important too. Visualize your future rich self. I, I I honestly do this a lot, and you know because let me tell you something. In my mind, 
I am richer than Warren Buffett, and I look just like Brad Pitt. And I, you know, it's, it's working. If you, if you visual, it's not working. If you visualize yourself <laughs> long enough, I really believe that more often than not, you'll end up where you see yourself. I really do. I really think that. What do you think, Brad? Is stupid or? No, I think visu- visualization helps uh, because you can kind of look ahead. So, so for me, it goes. It, it's sort of the, along the same lines of saying, like, okay, do you understand your why and your end goal and what you want your life to look like or what you want to have happen? So, I think it's, it's very similar to that. So, it's more. So, for me, it's more about like, okay, well, what do what do I want my life to keep looking like? Uh, what do I want to be able to accomplish? What do I want to have time for? And then I can kind of. Uh, go from there. And that just gives you a little bit of, you know, oomph to say, okay, this is, you know, this is what I'm saving for. This is the life I want to live. And so being able to sit this money aside is, is a bit more motivating. Yeah. I was being a little facetious, not, not a little uh, totally <laughs> facetious, but, uh, you know, but the point is this, if you visualize yourself, and this is something I did when I was younger, uh, 40 years ago when I was in my twenties, I wanted to own a sailboat. I wanted to sail around the world. Uh, I still love boats. I have one behind my house. But anyway, the point is, I would visualize this boat, you know. And, and what happens is when you go to buy a beer or you go to buy a dress or whatever it is you buy, um, you, you, if you can visualize your goal, you know, to, to and you can feel what it's going to be like to have the wind blowing through your hair and you're going to have this boat and you're going to be able to, you know, have all this great times on it. Sometimes you may, may not buy that extra beer or that sweater or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, th- this kind of visualization, I think, does work. I'm not saying it's everything. You know, I'm not, I'm not a guru here, but uh, I, I think it does help to visualize your specific things that you would like to have in your life. Okay. Oh, here's, here's something I wrote. And when I wrote Life or Debt, my first book that I wrote in 2001, I think, um, I used this technique. Quantify all purchases in terms of the number of hours they represent. Okay, so if you figure out how much money you make at work, let's say you make a hundred, you know, let's say you make eighty dollars a day and you work eight hours, you make ten dollars an hour. Okay, so and you go to you go to the mall and you spend twenty bucks, uh, you just spent two hours. That's two hours you could have had financial freedom. And so, so it's a good idea to do that if you if you can get yourself, if you can get your mind around it, so you're always doing that. Because if you look around your room right now, wherever you are, folks, there's stuff in your room and in your home that you bought that you never touch. That was wasted money. Not only was it wasted money, it was wasted time. It's time. But the you problem is, I spent early. time visualizing that self and visualizing that I needed these things, and then I bought them because I visualized them. No, it's and because you didn't visualize money them. It's because it, you, because you made an impulse purchase because you didn't think it through. That's that. By the way, is another one of the techniques. Um, enforce a waiting period. If you waited, if you saw something you thought you wanted, and you waited a day or two days to buy it, there's probably a lot of stuff you wouldn't have bought. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good point because like a lot of the time, you know, we don't think through that stuff. And actually, one of the things that changed my approach to financial priorities and understanding my financial values was when I was like, why can't I travel? What what? Why don't I, why am I unable to travel? Why don't I ever have money to do these things? And then my eyes fell upon the knickknacks all about my house. And I was like, oh, it's because I buy a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter to me. And there's nothing wrong with buying things if you like them, if they bring you joy. But this stuff didn't matter to me. Right. And so I was looking around going, oh, my gosh. And then going back to that time thing. Well, I don't have time to to travel, even if I had the money to travel because I'm working working all the time. And then I'm spending all the time I'm working to buy these knickknacks that I don't even care about. Uh, So that really helped me take a step back. 
And yeah. instead of, yeah, and kind of, instead of doing a waiting period, one of the things I do is something that I learned um, from uh, Carl Richards. Uh, he does a couple things. One of the books he did was the one page financial plan. Uh, but I was visiting with him once and he said that one of the things that he does is before he makes a purchase, he looks at it and says, that's interesting. And then stops and thinks about why he's making the purchase. And yeah. so, yeah, so I thought that was that was really great because instead of a instead of a waiting period, you're just more looking at it and saying, that's interesting. Why am I putting this in my cart? What is it going to do? And so then it just kind of helped me myself develop four questions that I ask myself before I make a purchase, whether it's online, whether it's in person, wherever I ask myself, OK, do I need it? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> do I need it? <laughs> uh, the next question is, uh, if the answer is yes, then obviously we move forward. But if the answer is no, then the next drill down for that is, is it going to help me reach some goal? Right. So, yes. <laughs> before I get like a, on her shoulder <laughs> before yeah. I buy before I buy a new stock or if I you know or if I'm buying something you know it doesn't help me reach a goal or a financial goal number three is will it help others and so because you know I do make charity purchases or I you know contribute to charity so I think about that or like when I used to pay for you know things for my son <laughs> like okay uh, things that he needed for extracurriculars or whatever and then the fourth thing is will it enhance my life so concert tickets like to the symphony i get season tickets to the symphony that enhances my life it brings me happiness and joy so it does so i ask myself those four questions and if i'm looking at something and i ha i can't say yes to any of those questions i'm like and so why would i spend money on this thing you go to the symphony yes yes i'd prefer to sleep at home <laughs> i don't sleep <laughs> I, during the symphony. i did see the rolling stones recently though oh that's symphony cool for the Sympathy for the devil, not symphony for the devil. Okay. You know, symphonies live are actually really cool. Okay. You guys go together and I'll wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. Let, let's move on. Let's move on because we're running out of time. Oh, what um, about this? Uh, have you guys ever heard of this 52-week challenge? Yes. Yes. I think that's kind of cool for people. not buying anything for 52 weeks, right? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool for people that are like really struggling trying to figure out, you know, how to save any kind of money or anything. But apparently you... Um, it's 52 weeks, so you, you save a dollar the first week, and then you up it to $2 the second week. You up it to $3 oh, right, the third right. week. You keep saving. By the 52nd week, you're, you save $52, and by the end of that, you save 1378 bucks. That's great. You know, I think that's kind of a, a, a neat way. If you can keep doing something consistently for a year, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think that yeah, and I think that kind of goes back to okay, can you develop this this habit, right? It's all about the habit, and then you see the effect of the habit. Right, and, it's and kind it, of like a training. True. Yeah, it's like training you, you know. And then it yeah. makes you want to look for more ways to do it. Uh, one of the things that I've found in my own life is it's like, oh, I see, I, I do this habit, I see the good effects, and now I want to do it more and boost it because then I get even more benefit from it. Right. And usually once you start saving money, it makes you go, oh, what I, I spent all this time doing that. I don't want to spend it. I want to keep you know saving more. You, you know what I do sometimes, guys? It's not even on any of these lists. I just realized I did it. Um, I, I've always been somebody who doesn't buy something until I do something else. I mean, not, not in every situation. What I mean is, for example, I'm a big bicycle rider. Okay, so I'm riding a $400 bicycle. 
And then I said, if I ride this bicycle 100 miles, I'm going to get an $800 bicycle. So, or if I'm going to go, if, if I work out every, you know, every three times a week for two months, then I'm going to buy these gym clothes. So in other words, I reward myself, which, by the way, is another one of the things, one of the things on this list is let, uh, let yourself splurge sometimes, which I think is important. But what I'm saying is I, I like set myself up to earn something. Like I'm, I'm going to buy a new car if I drive this 100,000 miles, you know, like that sort of a thing. Do you, you ever do that with yourself? I think so. I think you have to be careful with that, don't you? I mean, if you are going to splurge, also splurge wisely. You know, don't just. No, no. I mean, the, I'm, the I'm literally interested in pants on the planet. If I mean, I'm interested you know, in bicycle riding, I'm not going to buy a two thousand dollar bicycle the first day. I'm going to I'm going to buy a, a, you know a, an okay bike, uh, so that if I don't follow through, then I don't get the reward. Uh, I, and you know, by the way, today I drive a two thousand five hundred dollar bike because I've worked my way up and I've been riding bikes for twenty five years. But anyway, I get myself reward. When I when I do something again, only this only fits certain scenarios. But so I, I can tell you guys think I'm crazy. But anyway, it works for me. <laughs> no, I can see how a reward system uh, could get out of control, and I can see how it could work. I can see both ways. But and, and it is important though to to give to splurge every now and then. If if you've met your goals for six months, and and you can plan in advance. If I do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to reward myself with that. Well, you start rewarding sense. yourself a lot, you start spending more. Yeah, I find myself rewarding myself a whole bunch now. <laughs> well, Ever I think, since I turned 65, I'm like, I think I'm just going to reward myself for waking up this morning. <laughs> but I think you make a really good point as we get toward wrapping this up. I think you make a really yes, good point about what works for you and figuring out what works for you. So there are a lot of strategies here, and you can kind of pick and choose the you know a nice mix of strategies that are likely to help you make the most progress and move forward because the important thing is you've got to be able to turn it into a sustainable habit and you have to be able to keep doing it awesome way to way to put bring everything together miranda you're the summer you're our summarizer well done okay we're almost out of time do we have a question today we do do you have yes. it, Miranda? Yeah, we have it. it. It's from Denise. Denise says, love your show. I've learned a lot. Thanks. You're welcome, Denise. Uh, the question is, I'm 67, retired, and believe income taxes will only increase moving forward. Instead of waiting until age 70, 72 to take RMDs, should I start taking small distributions over the next five years while staying within lower tax brackets? Would this help me save money in the long run or be a mistake because it would reduce my portfolio's growth potential? Please advise. Thank you. It's a good question. It is a good question. Denise, I'm 67 too. We're both 67. I'm surprised we don't know each other. Anyway, this is a great idea. You're very smart. You're intuitive because taking money out of your retirement uh, accounts while you're in a lower tax bracket is a good idea. And, and I don't think, I mean, obviously you're gambling somewhat that taxes are going to go up in the future. Um, but, but that's probably a pretty good bet. So if I'm you, I like this idea. I think you should take some money out of your accounts while you're still, um, what, when you're in a low tax bracket before you get to start having to remove stuff, uh, take stuff out because of your required minimum distributions. However, I, I, here's another idea too. When you take out, when you take stuff out, you could convert it into a Roth, a Roth IRA. And then that way you can take money out tax-free and not pay anything on the capital gains. If you're not going to need the money, don't, don't just take it out. Convert it to a Roth. And you don't have to do all of it either. Do, do 10 grand. Do 20 grand. And, and as you take money out before you get to that RMD period, before you start getting your Social Security at the age of 70, I think, is that what she's doing? I don't know if she said that or not. Anyway, though, um, as you take money out, do be aware that um, you're going to obviously add to your income, which is going to add to your tax burden. So you obviously want to find out. You don't want to take out so much that you put yourself into the next bracket. 
Also, remember two other things, too. If you're if you're if you are taking Social Security, more of your Social Security could become taxed if you pay yourself more, which you essentially are when you're taking money out of your retirement account. You also could pay higher premiums for Medicare. Uh, so be careful of that, too. But generally speaking, taking money out of your retirement accounts uh, when you're in a lower tax bracket and then putting it aside for when, you know, when you start having to take money out of having to remove a whole bunch from your RMDs is a good idea. I think that's smart, Denise. I like it. All right. Okay, guys, I'm afraid we are out of time, but we're never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear from you. Just email us, hello at moneytalksnews.com. Hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you like what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends too. It takes two seconds to do, but it really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. Rewarding myself, Aaron Freeman. That's what we like to hear. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.